Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Ammon Clough Creative. Ammon Clough Creative is a business specializing in photography, videography, podcasting, education, and content creation. Services include weddings, small business landing videos, corporate video and photography work, podcast production, product photography, brand exposure, one-on-one and group workshops, and photo shoots in almost any capacity, such as outdoor or indoor, family, couples, or single-person photo shoots. For more information, go to ammonclough.com or check out ammonclough on Instagram at ammonclough. Welcome to another episode of Ambitious. This is a podcast where I, your ambitious host, Ammon Clough, have conversations with really ambitious people, people who display characteristics, lifestyle, passions that are very ambitious, such topics as entrepreneurship, motherhood, fatherhood, photography and videography, since that's kind of my thing, business, marriage and relationships, being a nice person, and other ambitious topics. We talk about their ambitions, and then we talk about what they can do even further to instill more ambition into their ambition. Ambition on ambition. Ambition squared. (laughs) What? So open up your ear holes and let's have some fun. I don't even know what to call you. Do I call you Chief Hooper still? Yeah, but Battalion Chief... Robert J. Hooper, I guess. I don't know. Rob Hooper. I prefer Rob, though. (laughs) (laughs) Rob. Well, I always knew you as Chief Hooper whenever you and I were working together. That's right, because you got on in 15, right? Gosh, yeah. I don't even remember. I got on... uh, What year is it? 2019. Yeah, yeah. so it was beginning of 2015, I think. Yeah, because I think you guys graduated, and then I got promoted, and then... yeah. You got promoted to BC? Battalion Chief. Yeah, the year. Oh, I, I thought think you were guys, already. Uh, I can't remember. The years just blend together, man. It's crazy. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you asked me about something last year, and it was actually six years ago. Right. <laughs> yeah, being here, like, coming back, it, it brings me back to, like, the academy, like, driving oh, back, back down to Station 8. Yep. Like, oh, so many hard days. It has a nostalgic effect to it, doesn't it? <laughs> well, nostal- more like nervousness, like, coming down here. I just got really nervous every yeah. time. That's funny. So being back, yeah, I mean, yeah, I do miss a lot of it. I miss the fire aspect and running calls. Lehigh didn't have nearly as many calls. Yeah. I would go, I worked a couple 48-hour shifts where we got nothing. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Well, usually we get something, like a, at least a transport. Yeah. Because we do a lot of inter-facility transports. Yeah. So how but many yeah. stations do they have? Three. Oh, okay. So just like us, but yeah, three. not nearly the call volume. Right. And you guys have a whole lot of... uh like volunteer stations, yeah. which we don't have any of those. Oh, okay. It's no volunteer up there. It's all gotcha. part-time, all, full-time. Yeah. And everybody works for multiple stations or multiple departments. Yeah, so. that's in, I've, I've kind of heard that. And, you know, we're starting to see a little bit of that down here, but, you know, we yeah. don't have the as many avenues as people do up, up north. Do you, you have know? people that work for Washington? Yeah, so some of our full-time guys work for Washington. Oh. Um, and then vice versa. I mean, yeah, they're kind of shopping around oh, nice. working different places and stuff. But you have so. to live in St. George to work for St. George, don't you? No. So we just expanded our residency requirement to the whole county. So we've got one guy moving to Enterprise. Oh, um, okay. Got another guy, you know, Ivan's just kind of out of the area because cost oh, of nice. living is so That's outrageous. True. So That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> crazy. Up, right? I feel bad for new new <laughs> homeowners or new people in the market for sure. So you- did you start with St. George when you started? No, so actually, I started with Santa Clara Fire in like 2000. So I don't even know how old you were 19 then, years ago? Yeah, I was 19. 2000. I was 11 years old. You're 11 years old. <laughs> so, And I look like I was 11 years old when I started out there. But Well, you're not that old. Yeah, I'm 37. You're 37 right yeah. now? What? Yeah. 
Wow. So, and you're going to retire in five years, right? Yeah. So I'm 43. I can, yeah, 43 and a half can retire. So, <laughs> well, I'm 30. So we're not that much yeah, different yeah, in age. <laughs> wow. So you you started in 2000 with Santa Clara, mm-hmm. and then did three years there. Got on as a volunteer St. George. Got picked up a year later and been full time for 15 years. So, so when did you get your paramedic? Uh, like right, right in there, but right before I got on St. George, actually I was in the academy and going to paramedic school at the same time. Oh, okay. So I do paramedic school one night, academy one. So it'd be every other yeah. night would be the academy. So I was like, but I was single, young and oh, single. Oh, that was my and, next uh, question. I was wondering, I wonder if you're married. Yeah, it was, uh. But you're 11. Right? Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> no, I looked like I was 18 by then. Okay. <laughs> so did, when you were getting your paramedic, was that your goal was to go medical? Did you so want to be I, a paramedic? I was young and single. I didn't know where I wanted to go. I wanted to go to Portland or Seattle or LA or Vegas. I wanted to go somewhere because there mm-hmm. really wasn't any jobs here because it was still pretty small, you know, but. Right. Um, and then the more I worked here, the more I liked it. And then, you know, mm-hmm. the opportunity came up here and I hopped on it and have not regretted it since. Nice. So that's awesome. Good. Yeah. For and sure. you've been full time with St. George for 15 years. 15 years. Yeah. Cool. And a battalion chief for the last five, four years. Right. Four oh years, yeah. Cause yeah. I started four years ago here. Yeah. <laughs> well, congrats, man. Yeah. Yeah. Life's uh, busy. <laughs> 37 <laughs> years old. So that's going to be nice. 43 when you can retire. Yeah. So what about your, what about like your photography? So that's, that's the thing that I like about you. (laughs) And the reason why I wanted to talk to you and record this interview is because when I first got onto the fire department, I was interested in photography. Yeah. So I, you know, would talk to you a little bit and we went on that trip to Great, Great Basin. Basin. Yep. <laughs> so freaking <Epic> fun. Trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so fun. Uh, I'm going to talk about that too. But yeah, so I, I, I used you as a mentor, not only for fire, but also for photography. And because you've been doing photography for... Just as long, yeah. I think I got my first camera in 2000, I think. And, oh, okay. So yeah. wow, like pretty parallel. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, right, with photography I don't know if you count like fire. high school... Um, you know, film classes, photography classes, of course. And shooting 35 millimeters. So I've been shooting for 25 years, but yeah. I, I really didn't start look at selling my stuff for like, till like 2003. Hmm. And that was before any social media platform. So yeah, you had a website, you were cool, you know, but how do you, to get people to see your website is family and friends. So right. it was just crazy that I was a photographer for several years and nobody knew it. Right. Cause you know, who's checking out your website or searching for you. So yeah, true. It was probably a completely different world back then, especially for, oh, yeah. cause were you doing it for, were you making any money back then? Uh, yeah, maybe like a couple hundred bucks a month or, you know, a couple hundred bucks doing a year. To, just selling, selling prints selling and stuff prints. To, to acquaintances and family and friends yeah. and stuff like that. So nice. it, uh, yeah, it was, it was a hobby. It literally was. Has that been the source of your income for photography is prints? Uh, yeah, definitely. Like the main source? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, a lot of photographers are into the workshops, um, the video tutorials, the licensing, uh, but the majority of mine is, is prints, prints, prints and fine, the fine art photography aspect of it. So, yeah. and you do s- strictly landscapes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've, I've tried delving into like, uh, architectural and like, you know, homes, yeah. real estate and portraits. I just, it's not my, not your thing. Yeah. Not my thing. I definitely don't excel in that. So. Yeah, I, when I first started, I was just doing landscapes with yeah. my phone. Like, oh, gotcha. Yeah, so oh, that's started, how you got big on Instagram. I mean, yeah. your Instagram grew based off of like iPhone pictures, right? Yeah, yeah. based off iPhone pictures in Zion. Yeah. Like I had a very specific niche. And Zion wasn't really that 
crowded back, back then. then. Yeah, absolutely. but that's when I started. Was four years ago when I got on with the department, just taking pictures with my phone. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, it was just all Instagram, social media. That's all I really knew. I never yeah. did film photography back in the day or dark room yeah. dodging and burning because well, you were you know two years old i guess <laughs> yeah, <two right>? years <laughs> old. <laughs> yeah i never did any of that yeah and so all i've known is just the digital world yeah do you ever miss film like have you thought about going back or? i don't you know i actually um i did have a four by five large format camera for a while and i really enjoyed it but the learning curve was painful because you know you take a modern day dslr out now and you shoot and you have instant feedback or yeah you upload it to your phone and you edit it and it's like within 30 seconds you know how that turned out and yeah. what you need to do and what mistakes you make but mm-hmm. a four by five shoot film you send it off you get it back like oh I, I lost my notes of what i did on that and that's why <laughs> the learning curve notes. seems to have just like skyrocketed from yeah years and years of you know someone a photographer in the 70s would have to take 25 years right. to get uh, an experience level that now someone with the digital age you're talking maybe a couple of years I think that's why really? you're seeing so many big photographers and it's such a boom because the learning curve is there's it's just gone away. It's so easy to learn. And right. It's true. It's pretty saturated. Anybody yeah. can just <laughs> one of the things that I hate right now is especially up north in Salt Lake City. People will be like, hey, we want to hire you for our wedding. It's like, yeah. oh, cool. Yeah. Do it for free. All right. Well, it's good I, exposure for you. Yeah. I'm like, OK, <laughs> well, I charge three thousand. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, I have a friend who does it for a hundred bucks. I'm like, well, dude. <laughs> Hire them yeah, then. Yeah, get what you pay for. Yeah, they're like, oh, he uses his iPhone. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. just go talk to your and, friend. And that's the, what's that? What that's created. I mean, plumbers don't do that, you know. Hey, I've yeah. got a plumber that charges me ten bucks to come change out this. And yeah, that's a good point. And for some reason, photography has that stigma that you know, you pick yeah. up a camera, you're a professional photographer, and it's just I know, kind of drives me nuts. But that's why you just have to stay strong and like brand yourself and. Because people are going to choose you or use you or buy your stuff because of, of who you are. And it's like, that's... Yeah. Because I've had so many opportunities where it's like, ah, I could have given that away for cheaper or I could have done that for free. And, yeah. you know, it's just, it's not worth it. And until people c- decide to do that, it's always going to be cutthroat like that. Yeah. Way, you know? And people learn that they get what they pay for. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Especially after a wedding. Can you imagine, you know, hey, we 100 bucks and then your photos <laughs> suck. And <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> And so I, I do a lot of like educating. Uh, that's something that I've been getting into like with this podcast, with yeah. my Instagram TV. I do a lot of educating and telling people like, okay, this is why it's so expensive because look at how all the stuff I had to buy. Look yep. at all the stuff I had to learn. Absolutely. There's a lot of knowledge and that a, goes into it. A lot of invested time too. I mean, yeah, invested think time. you just take the picture and oh, hey, it's good to go. But all the editing and how much you learn to edit. and I Yeah. Mean, yeah. It's, it's kind of frustrating. You know, I've, it is frustrating. Uh, and, and that's one reason I quit doing like art shows, um, like the arts festivals and stuff like that because oh, people, yeah. you know, and it, they weren't great money makers, but I just, the, the persona from people of like, you know, oh, I, I have that picture too. And, <laughs> you know, where is that? I'm going to go take that and just, yeah. you know, kind of dumbing down your art basically. So right. I just remove myself from that element altogether just because it's not my... Not my game, you know. I've thought about getting into art shows, like hang this one coffee shop up north wants me to print my work, yeah. which I'm not very experienced with. But they want me to print it and put it up in their shows, like mm-hmm. they do weekly shows, like for yeah. local artists and whatever, which would be pretty cool. But then, like, I don't know how much to print, like how much inventory do I need to have? Yeah, that's that's the balance. That, that's what something I ran into is because 
I was pretty stretched out there for a while of different shops and consignment places and businesses. And I had mm-hmm. so much inventory out there, like tens of thousands of dollars of inventory. And then cool. it ends up get, getting damaged um, or stolen or right. they sell it and they don't tell you. And it's just, so I, I brought the reins back in and all no, that's happened to you. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I don't do any, cause I had a couple galleries shut down and then they just kept the, they just kept the work. And oh, no way. Out, you know, out of, out of luck. And then, you know, you do like wow. the parade homes and your stuff gets damaged and you know, that's, oh, that's yeah. your money that you bought that. So I basically quit doing all of that stuff just because it, it gets out of control in my opinion. So what's your focus now? I mean, I know you've done, well, to talk about more of your background, I know you've contributed work to National Geographic, yeah. which is huge. Mm-hmm. You contributed work to Apple, didn't you? Yeah. You uh, yeah. They, with- they, and what's funny is when, when Apple licenses your images, they don't they don't give you credit. They buy the right to use your image. So exclusive rights. Yeah. So what what I had to do is a five year contract, mm-hmm. remove the image from my website and any publications or anything, and they had five year exclusive right to use that image. But you know, it's on desktop backdrop or something like What'd that. What they but, use it for? But no, I, I don't know. They, they don't tell you. They say, hey, oh. we want to we want to license this image. And actually, how they licensed it through was um, National Geographic has a, a stock photography website. So that's oh. how they came across it. And then oh, okay. using it. So, you know, you make five or six thousand dollars, but it's like nobody knows that's your image. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. why you look at the the different Oh, that's a good uh, point. Saver, there's no credit given because they paid for that. So you just get like exclusive. a flat fee, five yeah. or six thousand, whatever it is, and yep. then Yeah. Hmm. So that I do not quite a bit of that, but a, a percentage of my business is licensing. So um, you know, you see the brochures and you see the the publications and the pictures online. I mean people they technically can't just download those for free and use them because right. that's stealing. So you right. license those images. So uh, that's kind of been my focus the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of seasonal because print sales are big through the holidays and then special. You sell a lot of calendars. I, yeah. Do, oh, yeah. Do calendars are like the, the bread and butter, I guess you could say, the holidays. <laughs> you but should do. <laughs> do a firefighter yeah. calendar. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I I, i've had sentence. a few requests on that for sure so <laughs> that's so funny yeah just like put some firemen in your landscapes you know yeah in goblin and valley just bring them on. they would probably sell pretty good i would imagine to a certain demographic <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny oh. but uh yeah so it's it's weird because it's transitioned you know um because I used to be in the consignment gallery, so spring and summer were busy because that's, you know, people go to Zion, that's when they spend their money, but then pulled out of that, so basically sell hardly anything in the summer, and then right. fall and winter, things ramp up, and yeah. which works out great because I hardly ever go out and shoot November, December, so what a great couple of months to to sell you. How come you don't you know? go shooting? I don't know. I, I always think, yeah, I'm going to go out in the snow, I'm going to buy some snow, I'm going to ski, I'm going to do this, and then it gets cold, and I'm like, ah, screw it, I'm that's why I live in St. George. Well, when you have like a full-time job and you know, it's not just like, a, I mean, well, what's your schedule? You, so we work 20, 24s, so three on, So the BCs off. do that too? Yeah. Oh, so, okay. And that, and that's what's extra challenging is that, you know, I'll work, I'm basically dealing with people that work eight to five, right? Yeah. But then I'm working, so I'm working today, today's Sunday. So right. I sent a bunch of emails today and then tomorrow everybody responds to those emails, I'm off duty. And so I end up oh. working on my day off. <laughs> Which oh, you know, that's true. comes with the comes with the turf, I guess. But but then yeah. during that like tomorrow, then I have time to process sales orders or you know, so I'm, right. I'm getting out less and less because of that, but you mm-hmm. know, five years. Five years <laughs> retirement. <laughs> that's right. That's gonna be pretty good. Yeah. Retire. And so I'm sure that the fire department gives pretty good retirement 
Yeah, so it's, it's a state-funded retirement. You have 50% of what your three highest years were. So obviously your goal is to promote and make as much as you can your last yeah. three years. And then, you know, you get that the rest of your life. So so is there any any chance you're going to go chief I, before you retire? I don't know. I That's, a, that's a tough that's, Well, because the current fire chief, he's been there for, what, 50 years now? 20, <laughs> 20, I don't even know. I, I think I was 11, 20-plus um, years. Yeah, as the so, chief? As the chief. <laughs> yeah. Has he talked about retiring at all? No, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. he just loves it too much. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I, I, I love where I'm at, you know. I mean, and everybody says that. You get comfortable and, you yeah. know, you're fine where you're at. But whatever comes up, comes up. And if, you know, it arises, yeah. I might pursue it. I don't know. Was it kind of a shock when, like, just going from being a captain to being oh, yeah. a battalion chief? Yeah. Big, Pretty different? Big difference. Because you're, I mean, a captain, you're only over a couple of people. Yeah. Then as a battalion I don't even know how many people are under my battalion it's <laughs> a lot more 20, than 20 to 30 that you're responsible for you know and stuff comes yeah. up every day and right you know, you're 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 a leader but you're a servant you serve your people um, right or you should anyway well and, that's the mark of a good leader yeah that's right you know you gotta if your people have need something then you gotta take care of it yeah you can't oh hey sorry guys i gotta go out and do this shoot just fed for yourselves you know and yeah so but that's so i signed up to do so right right so i i get out I hate to say, but I get out shooting maybe a couple times a month now, mm. just with all of that stuff that goes on. Where you know, five to ten years ago, it was multiple times a week going out and yeah. shooting, and it shows because I'm not creating a lot of new material and images. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a massive archive of images, but over 25 me, years of shooting, 25 <laughs> years. I think you need to be. Um, you always got to be out there progressing and and shooting new things and learning to staying relevant. Staying relevant, because yeah, you look at you know I look at my images from ten years ago. And it's like oh, that's kind of stale, you know. I'm the same. I mean, they'll still kind of sell maybe, but they're right. they're not what people want these days. If that makes sense. True. Yeah, that that's a good point. And a lot of the just like cameras are always evolving and changing. Oh yeah, big time. And like. Yeah, so you just strictly do landscapes now. It's that's yeah. pretty much the only thing you're exactly. doing. Exactly. I mean, I'll I'll tinker with you know, my kids want you know I'll shoot my kids or that sounds bad. Um, you know I'll do little things here <laughs> shoot and there, my but kids. <laughs> but not you know, I'm just not into that other stuff. I just don't have that passion, and I just yeah. I don't think you should invest any time into something that you don't feel right. like doing. You know, and I'd go shoot real estate, and I'd just be like, oh, I wanted to just gag myself and then the end product didn't look like some of the other stuff you know some of my friends do i'm just like "Ah, i'm i'm out you know it's hard because like there's a lot of money in in real estate absolutely photography and so like it's cool because like you're getting paid to do photography which is i like photography but uh it's not like the kind of photography that i'm interested in it's yeah it's your bread and butter it's like your it's your solid income stream where right. you know other things are like the cream and like the stuff you enjoy and right it's like any other job really you know it's like certain jobs you, there's some things you just don't enjoy but you have to do yeah and then that be, then you get to do the things you really enjoy yeah true but i just if i have the choice then i'm just not going to do it well what's so. cool about your situation is that you still have like a full-time job yeah so you don't really have to be too picky and specific about the type of photography work you do exactly because you already have income yeah but when you're I just do full-time photography. That's yeah. all I do. So sometimes I, I'll get a job like for a makeup company. Like yeah. a ma- I, I get hired to do an ad for a makeup 
business yeah. or something. I'm like, well, it's not really what I'm into. Like, yeah, I don't really like a product shooter. Yeah, like, like a product shooter or whatever. It's not really my niche. It's not really what I'm into, but it's yeah. paying well. And it gives me the opportunity to practice my video work and to gain some knowledge yeah, and skills absolutely. and to be introduced into the business world. So, you know, it's cool, but I'm like, like I'm editing this video. I'm like, I don't know if this is cool or not. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't wear makeup. That, that's, that's the struggle. <laughs> and then what's the end product? You know, I mean, are they happy yeah. with it? And yeah, that's, and that's why I just, you know, keep doing what I'm doing because it allows me to do the things that yeah. I enjoy. But so. something you said earlier about branding yourself, like if you have a brand, that's what people hire you for. Oh, absolutely. So it doesn't really matter if I'm doing makeup or am I doing a... Because they see, yeah. They yeah, see they hire me for my specific style. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I just have to rely on that. Absolutely. And then you and just... I know, I know so that's one thing you've been doing the last year is like, you know, like the logos and the brand. I mean, you're you're big into the branding, I've noticed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Building up my own brand. As you become full-time because you can have time to focus on that. And yeah. that's... I don't think people realize that's very subliminal and they don't even notice it, but it's there, you know? Yeah. And that's, I think one thing I struggle with, but I'm trying, you know, yeah, trying to do to build for that, sure. build that brand. I mean, there's, yeah, yeah. That's something I realized. I, I really, early on, I realized the importance of having a brand because my photography wasn't that good and yeah. it's still like I, I could do a lot better, but people don't necessarily follow me. And another thing is I don't just do landscapes. I do also, I'm really big into portraits. Yeah. And I do a lot of travel stuff and I do a lot of product photography yeah. as well. So I don't really have a niche. Yeah. And so if, but I have a brand. So yeah. people follow me for like my personality or mm -hmm. my, yeah, they just, they just like who I am. <laughs> like you followed me from the very beginning. When I was doing like quesadilla videos and stuff. <laughs> I do remember those. I think that's why I followed you. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of stopped it. But you know, what's funny is I, when I moved up to Salt Lake, I got a, an internship as a video producer. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah and they hired me specifically because of, because of one of my quesadilla videos. Yeah, they liked the, the edit behind it. I was yeah. like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> so that got me an internship yeah. job. It was paid oh, that's too. Funny. <laughs> so I don't do those anymore. Some people though have asked like, Hey, when are you going to do another quesadilla yeah. video? And then other people are like, Oh, that's so old, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But people that have been following me from the very beginning are the only ones that know about that. Oh Yeah. But maybe I'll bring it back. Do a throwback. Yeah, do a throwback. I should. Casey. What is this guy doing? Yeah, <laughs> just in my... Actually, I'm, I'm moving to Oregon pretty soon. Oh, are you? Yeah. Gotcha. Wow. So I'm going I'm to... I'm building a studio there. Oh, okay. And so I'll probably do more stuff like that. Yeah. Just because when this is full-time, like I have... I've got brand deals with like Hoya, like the filter company. Mm -hmm. I've got brand deals with clothing brands. I have other deals with this watch company. Yeah. So it's hard to keep it all straight. And I... I hate just like filming in my house. Yeah. So I need like a dedicated a workspace. Dedicated space. Yeah. Do you do you you have a studio, don't you? Like no, I just have like a home office that I oh, used okay. to and then we have like I guess I don't really need a studio. Really, I just need like a workspace, you know. But um yeah. we have a sh uh, garage out back that's basically our warehouse. So like all your Ship printing shipping and, and receiving and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Do you have a lot of like um like inventory? You keep a lot of stuff there? No, we uh, basically print to order, but what we do is we order in bulk. And then um, as it comes in, if it's a local delivery, we'll go drop it off. If it's oh, okay. um, if it needs to be shipped out somewhere else, we'll rebox it and send it out. And so when you say we, do you it's have like a... me and my wife. Yeah, oh, just yeah. The she's two of like you. work. She's not working full time, but she's you know. And then oh in wow, the, so in you the have enough work too. Yeah, and then the holiday season is it's just crazy, which it kind of sucks because you kind of want the holidays to be you know yeah what what they're supposed to be but family you know is. it's 10 o'clock at night and i'm out there boxing order you know 100 orders out to ship out the next day and it's just calendars like, and prints and all that yeah and but you it's know awesome. christmas day comes and it's basically done for the 
It's so there. awesome though that you have like a a pretty loyal clientele. Oh yeah. Do you have like repeat a lot of repeat customers? Oh, absolutely. Probably I would say at least 50% are buying something every year. Is it mostly local or do you ship out um it's a, it's a mix. I'd say more out of state than local. So lo- I, I say mm-hmm. local's Utah. Um mm-hmm. cuz when I look at my sales tax numbers like um 20 to 25% of our sales are in state. So 75% oh, okay. is is regional, you know, western yeah. western US. Wow. But all that's kind of come through Facebook uh marketing. I was going to say cuz yeah, you have a big following on yeah. Facebook. That's so like- and and I wish I I wish I'd started Instagram about the same time, but I was I was able to join Facebook during the pre Facebook going public where the dollar yeah. started mattering. So I'd had a lot of organic growth. Now it's like you have to pay to play kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think I grew to like 70 something thousand organically on Facebook. Um, and you know, my, some of my weekly That's reaches good. were like 1.5 million a week. Dang. Um, but now I've got like wow. I don't know, 90,000, but you, they want you to pay to play. So I, some posts, I only reach like two to 3000 people. So 5% of my audience so you have to like boost them. To- it, I only do it in the I only do it in the holiday season. Do you do a lot of boosting in the ho- yeah yeah I mean you have to a lot of advertising. Yep, absolutely. But, but then I do a lot of like um, email marketing. Um, and oh, then you build, have a, build email. Lists. Do you have a newsletter that you push? Out? Uh, not not necessarily. Just all like email out deals like pre holiday oh, okay. deals for like repeat customers and say hey you get an extra this percentage off or thanks for being a repeat customer type stuff. So That's cool. Just almost applying those same principles that you do in any other business, which that's I think smart. a lot of photographers don't necessarily treat it like retail, but it, it right. really is, you know? That's a good point. And I see a lot of people selling stuff. It's like, oh, if you want this, go ahead and send me a Facebook message. Give me your email address, then I'll email you prices, and then you can call me with the credit, you know? I just, if, <laughs> you, work. if you can make the purchase process um, two, two steps, people buy, mm-hmm. you know? Boom, click this link. Boom, click here to buy. Oh, PayPal? Sure. Okay, you're done. Nice. And, and you just redid your website too, didn't you? Yeah. So I finally got, I mean, I had my original website for like 10 years. Yeah. And uh, you'd look at it on the smartphone and it just, it didn't work. So I finally redid Needed it. Needed something and, mobile friendly. Yeah. Because you look at the traffic statistics and it was like 90% was mobile. Oh, yeah. Mobile phone. Who, who, who'd you use for your new website? Um, Man, I would have. Was it Squarespace? No, I don't think it was Squirt because I think I talked to you about it. Well, you posted something on one of your on an Instagram posts like, "Hey, what are some you know yeah. tips or whatever?" And for I actually, for some reason, because you went Squarespace, didn't you? Yeah, I don't get any sales through my website though. It's like I have a website just because it's a professional thing to do, and people ask. Yeah, but I don't get any. I mean, it's not something that I have a lot of traffic to. Well, and honestly, I'll tell you this because I've got two. I don't know if I want to give away all my secrets. Um, I've got, this won't get hurt by very many people. I've got two avenues. Um, I've got a professional, you know, rjhooper.com website, which uh-huh. I honestly use as almost like a digital portfolio. So I'll go meet with the designer, a client and we'll say, okay, let's hop on the website. We pull it up. We look at it. Oh, we like this, this, and this. But, um, then I, through Facebook, I have a, um, uh, online s- store mm-hmm. and it's just like, kind of like your merchandise store. It's nothing fancy. Um, but you can use, um, PayPal and credit card and stuff like that direct yeah. link through Facebook. And it's, um, that's what I do most, probably 95% of my sales through. So, so through the website itself, I don't sell very much. So it's through a link through Facebook. Yeah. So it's like, I think, uh, this year I was using like big cartel, but you can use like, um, what I haven't are, heard of that one. What are oh. some of the other big ones? Um, like you mean like some of the online stores like, yeah, like Etsy? People, yeah, exactly. Stuff and, like uh, that. Um, yeah. There's a couple more. 
there's one that people use Shopify. Shopify is a big one, but yeah. it's pretty expensive. So yeah. um, those are very mobile friendly. They're templated, so they're mm-hmm. easy to design and delete and add pricing profiles and stuff like that. And then when you so, use those big cartel? Yeah. Huh. And, and, and it depends. You know, if we find a better deal next year, we'll just reformat everything and switch it on over if they, yeah. you get a better deal on credit card processing or, you know, shipping that's rates a good, or something like that's that. That's a good secret. I like it, that. It is, yeah, because <laughs> the problem is, I mean, and originally what we were doing when we got our biggest success was we, there was one that Facebook contracted with. It was like third party, but through Facebook. So it had the same color. Oh yeah. Um, the same layout. So people thought they were like buying through Facebook. And this On was, Facebook. this was 2012, 2013 when, oh, okay. you know, I mean, Facebook wasn't new, but it was purchasing through social media was new, but right. people felt super comfortable. And that's kind of when we really started ramping up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when we had a lot of organic growth. We had a lot of big sales. Um, but over the years we're having to pay more and make the same, if that makes sense. Yeah, so the yeah. money we're getting back on our investment, it's, it's getting worse each year because they know that people want to. Your return on investment? Yeah, exactly. I just wanted to say that word. Sounds yeah. smart. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. ROI. <laughs> What's your ROI <laughs> percentage? But yeah, yeah, I mean, the you know, so really the website, I mean, it looks cool. It's great. And people can order through it, but it's just um, we have multiple streams. And then, you know, that's just the way to do it. So in five years so photography is your passion obviously. absolutely like you've yeah. got a like a garage full of all your work where you do everything yeah. your wife works basically full-time certain times of the year yeah so what do you what's your plan what do you what are some of your goals like your, your ambitions um <laughs> see what you did there. i i don't know i mean I, I i can retire here in five years but maybe i'll stay i don't know it just depends what's going on in life but mm-hmm. and i think the other a couple other big factors are what's what's technology doing, what's social media doing, what is the fine art photography um, platform going to be? I mean, is are you going to be able to do a thirty by forty print off of an iPhone by then? And is everybody a photo- professional photographer? You know, I mean, so there's a few different yeah. factors there. But um, so, I think, but ideally, what I'd like to do is retire, um, buy a sp- sp- Sprinter, Mercedes Sprinter. Mm-hmm. and travel around and oh my still gosh, still work part-time you know like that would be um, so fun do some other business stuff around here in town and just kind of i think you need something to what keep, do you mean like part-time like, just a, like hold work a part-time part, job? something and i know this sounds really weird because i've just i've worked my whole life but you almost need something to tie you down or hold you accountable does that make sense like hmm. in, in my opinion because i i feel like you i work for 25 years and then i just retire at 43 i'm a full-time Uh-oh. photographer i would I don't know. I would go crazy. So I think I would still need to manage some type of local business to work a couple days a week and be tied and experience stress. I know that sounds really weird. Make you accountable in what way though? Like, Like, oh, you have to be to work these days or you have to do this. Oh, so you're saying like if you just had full-time photography and nothing else, you would just like have days where you're just like, I'm not getting out of bed today. Yeah. And that's my, and that's what I foresee. (laughs) And I see that happen a lot. So I know that sounds really weird. So if you have that stress... That's yeah, going to like because there is good stress with working, and then after you know you have a sense of accomplishment, and not that yeah. you wouldn't with photography, but I just feel like I don't know. It's a weird twenty five years of working. You kind of just it's what you know. Yeah. So you just okay. Yeah. But do, wouldn't you want to have like the the freedom and the the ability to just leave? And I, and I think you around? could. I mean, well, I mean, if you have kids di- though. Yeah, and that's the other, you know, the other caveat there, I guess. But. Um, right. 
I don't know. I mean, I just, I don't see myself traveling seven days a week. You know, I see like, oh, hey, let's, let's run out to Lake Powell for the, the weekend or the Take middle of the week. Take your sprinter and just go. Take the sprinter, go out for three or four nights, then come home and, you know, yeah. clean up and work and do some other stuff and then process those images, handle some orders. And then, I don't know. It's just. That's not a bad plan, actually. Yeah. But I mean, you see, you know, you follow them on Instagram, they're out or seemingly they're out everywhere all the time. And it's like. It's like, oh, they just live in it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They have like a home base, but it's their parents' house. You know, yeah. They... And, and I think you see a lot of that with, there's a lot of that with social. <laughs> media that's deceiving that people think, oh, what, what a life they're living. But, you know, they're yeah. living in grandma's basement. And right. It's their friend's sprinter that they're, you know. Right. Everything's not. That's a good point. Not peachy like they, but they portray it, I guess. Right. That's a really so. good point. So what what are some things you're pushing right now? Like I've noticed that you are pushing really hard on Instagram and you've yeah. been growing quite a bit. Yeah, and I and I hate to say but Facebook is Facebook market is dying because of the saturation and the control that they want to have over your ability to get to the masses where Instagram I I personally still think there's a lot of room for organic growth. I mean, but Facebook owns Instagram. It it so does. Why do you but think it's so different? I don't know. It, it's weird because I look at the growth with Instagram currently, and it's like it's exceeding. Uh, Facebook is stagnant. I don't think I've grown in um, a few years. I've actually probably gone down because you know only three percent of the people see what you yeah. post, uh, yeah. Unless you pay seventy five bucks a day or whatever it is. But oh yeah, um, there's so much more engagement with like the stories on Instagram and your yeah. posts, and it's like you know the last you know few posts the last couple of weeks, you know upwards of a hundred comments. Mm-hmm. You know, sixteen thousand followers and you know a couple thousand likes. Where on Facebook, you're ninety thousand followers and maybe three hundred likes. Yeah, that's three true. Comments the and it's the same rate. photo and it's the same photo. Right? But, yeah, your engagement so, rate's just a lot better. Yeah, I think that's where people are. People are just on Instagram. They, it's they the, are. Yeah, people are trying to like go through their social media fasts. Yeah, so they delete Twitter, they delete Facebook, but they keep Instagram. Everybody yep. keeps their Instagram. Absolutely. So it's just yeah. where people are. Now. And, I, and I think because there's not the the politics and the BS and the, you know, I mean, you still see the fights and yeah. the, you know, the trolls and stuff come yeah. out, but I just think Instagram is like a feel good, like, Oh, you, you can follow who you want. You can see what you want. And yeah, there's less simple. It goes through phases, but there's less sponsored posts. I mean, it goes through phases. Gosh, like, what yeah. is this garbage? Yeah, you know, I know, but then like, I haven't seen one for a few weeks. So really? Yeah. Every time I get on Instagram, I see a few. Really? Like I scroll, sponsored, scroll a couple more, huh. sponsored. They're on to you then. <laughs> I, just, I, I just keep reporting it as... Uh, <laughs> oh, you report your sponsored ads a lot of the time? No, like I think you can market as like, this is you know not... Not relevant? Yeah, not relevant. I've seen it too often. Yeah, it's like, I'm not going to go to Florida to a cattle ranch to... Oh, you know, some man, dude that's ranch. smart. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sorry. That's just not my thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I could just stop and report it. But I just scroll past it. Yeah, and that's that's usually the easiest thing to do. Huh. So maybe we should start doing that. Yeah, yeah but Instagram's I don't know. I, to me. I wish I got on because I remember looking at Instagram and when did it come out? Two thousand twelve. Like 12. was when it started getting big. Yeah, and I yeah. had some other photographer friends get started. Like, oh, dude, this is the future. And how I looked at it was how we've looked at the last few. Um, I don't even know what the names are, but you've seen the social media platforms. Yeah, some other ones MySpace. come up. <laughs> You old enough to remember that? <laughs> yes. The, I'm only the, seven years. There was another one that was photography or photography driven and like it ended up being like in hidden in their fine print that they could just take your images if you signed up for them. They were Oh yeah, yeah. Like uh I can't remember what it was. There's like though. Tumblr, 
500 px or something yeah, 500 is, is pixels one of those. or whatever and everybody on instagram is jump you know jumping on board this is the next instagram oh oh are you talking about the one uh shoot what was that called there was one that just came out recently like yeah in the like last within the last year year yep and like everybody jumped onto it. i can't remember and then the it was like oh hey if you're signing up they have free reign to your images you oh know? yeah yeah but Dude, that, that that's crazy. what i thought of instagram when it first started but i wish i had because a lot of those friends that I, I had back then, they've got, you know, 100, 200, 300,000 yeah. followers on. And, you know, people think numbers is one thing, but numbers and masses equals, that's a that's a, that's an audience to sell to. That's yeah. an audience to market to, to. That's true. You know, like, I mean, not, all that stuff. There's there's power in that, in that you following. Because you think about, if you're going to open a business, where do you want to open it? You know, downtown Main Street, St. George, or Las Vegas Boulevard in the Bellagio? definitely where, where are you going to sell more or where are you going to have more exposure right so the it's sales in numbers the more yeah. people that see your work the more you're going to sell it, it's just you know? more eyes like more eyes yeah. are just coming through there's more yeah. traffic and that just equals it's just math yep you know it's like chris burkhardt i mean two and a half what's he up to two and a half million followers no he's over three is he over three now yeah. yeah so you look at that and i guarantee almost every single day there's multiple people if not a dozen people buying or acquiring yeah. or something you know he's probably got a whole team yeah. to manage that and it, it's it's marketing and numbers yeah he was a know? huge inspiration for me when i first started it oh absolutely because you told me about him yeah like yeah you should follow chris burkhardt he's a good dude i was like oh my gosh he's actually why i got into sony mirrorless cameras oh okay yeah he's, he's yeah he's way big into that and i'm yeah. sure all his stuff was given to him for free yeah, yeah. well he's a sony <laughs> ambassador <laughs> yeah, so yeah he gets exactly. all that stuff for free but yeah i i wanted something that was small compact and to be honest like i was new to the DSLR. Yeah. And so I, I'd been taking pictures with my phone. So I didn't know how to like yeah. use aperture and shutter <laughs> speed and ISO and everything. So yeah. I wanted something that just made it easier. And when you have a mirrorless system, oh, yeah. you, don't, Absolutely. you don't have to take a practice shot. You can just see it yep. on the screen. Adjust it and then yeah. capture it. Yeah. So that's why I originally started with Sony. Yeah. And imagine doing that with film where it's like, I mean, that's right. You got to like <laughs> send it off that. first exactly. and have it shipped it back before you. <laughs> That's right. Oh, crap. I forgot I exposed that to the light. Now it's bad. Yeah, it's so instantaneous now. Yeah. It's so it's, much it's better. Awesome. But he, uh, I, I don't know how old he is, but I think he's he's got to be in his early 30s. Yeah, yeah. He's like 33, 34, gotcha. I think. Yeah, I mean, just that's, did things right, but did something unique and kind of built a, a niche, you know, that. Did you ever meet him? No. Uh -uh. He he knows, uh, what's that guy who was really big in, in Springdale? naftali or fatali yeah. fatali yeah don't go there <laughs> oh, okay. just kidding no i he he well that was like chris burkhardt's friend he was he was like buddies with him yeah wasn't i think he? he like worked in his gallery or something like that or he was a, a follower or something like that you know yeah so i wonder and which which really fatali i mean he he is who he is but i mean he really um i don't know anything about him it shoots eight by ten large format um yeah amazing and you've been in his gallery just amazing images. i have um i mean you just i knew he had a gallery and he was famous you get out a magnifying glass and look at his his 30 by 40s and they're just the, the detail is amazing and you know he kind of set the platform for fine art photography in the late 90s early 2000s oh yeah um, and uh but kind of didn't do too well with social media you know it's like yeah and I'm that's not, the thing is like staying relevant you gotta just yeah stay and, I, and, I, and i think that's exactly what happened and i I can kind of see me that happening to me, you know, in 10 years, like, Oh, not adapting to the new cool things. And well, you're still a, pretty a lot young. of those. Yeah. And I think you've done a good job at adapting a little bit. Yeah. Like you're, you know, you, you're like a fire chief or battalion chief and you have your family and things, 
but you've done really well to stay relevant, even though you're working yeah. full time, you, you keep your work relevant. You stay up to date with the social media with like what's yeah. going on as much of a struggle as it is. Yeah, it, it, it is it, a struggle. It's hard to, it's yeah, like, and you feel bad not responding to people's comments or, you know, if you're yeah. running short on time and it's just like, I, you just don't have time to spend 40 hours a week on right. Instagram, nor should you, in my opinion, but you know, it, it can become a full-time job yeah. and almost an addiction of sorts. Oh, and then you're, yeah, you just get the headaches and it's just, it, yeah. it's a tough, it's a tough deal, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of those photographers that were big in the nineties and early two thousands. They, they didn't adapt. And then by the time they jumped on as they're, they're not relevant anymore, right? You know? And it's kind of now you got these new this new generation that's really harnessed social media and grown big, and they're I mean they're influencers and they sell they sell more stuff and they don't have galleries. And it's like yeah. you know back in the day you had to have a gallery if you wanted to be um, if you wanted to be relevant and be able to sell make stuff. money. But yeah, now it's that's like, true. You know, someone sees your work on Instagram. Hey, I want to buy that. And yeah, I've talked to some photographers. I'm like, so what kind of photographer do you want to be a full time photographer? Like, no, because I don't really want to own a gallery. Yeah. I'm like what? Yeah, you don't, don't need to do that to. anymore. Yeah, and for years that was my ambition. From ambition from <laughs> probably 2010 to 2016, like I seriously pursued um, gallery spaces in Springdale. You know, yeah. I was in consignment galleries up there, and I was. I saw real some hard. of your work out there. I yeah. talked to some locals out there because mm -hmm. I was trying to do the same thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're like, oh yeah, we work with Rob Hooper. He's got some work in our gallery. I'm like, yeah. no way, he's my battalion chief. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's just it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot of work, you know? And yeah, I think like you were saying, get your work stolen or damaged. Yeah. And with social media now, it's like, you can, I almost feel like I'm selling as much now or if not more, just focusing on that aspect than yeah. trying to do both. Plus then you have, have to have employees and yeah, you know, you have to be open all the time. And what if someone calls in sick and it's just, it's not worth the, yeah, not worth the headache. That's a good point. And when you work at full time, it's just sometimes yeah. you can't, you're, yeah, you're I'm stuck glad. here. I'm glad it worked out to where I didn't do it. And then, you know, that's cool though that, you, that your ambition has changed. That's interesting that you yeah. have the yeah, just like the business world as an entrepreneur, you you have your sights set on one thing, yep. a gallery, for example, and then you over see, time it just changes. Yeah, and you it's have not to adjust. the right fit and then adjust and move. Yeah, yeah, because it's cool. like why not work from home and sell stuff over the internet versus that sounds like a pyramid scheme or something. Like, okay, you want to sign up? <laughs> it does um, <laughs> make money from home. Um, then managing a you know a physical place, which maybe someday I will, but I don't know. I mean, because people yeah. do see your work, you know, printed big, and they it makes them want to buy it. Yeah, that's Where true. It makes you it, it'll, seem a little bit more yeah. professional. It'll it makes me wonder in ten or twenty years with um, digital platforms and social media and stuff like that, how that's going to change. Um, because you know, maybe the 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 workforce in twenty years they don't mm -hmm. they'll never go shopping in a store. It's all going to be online. So it'll be interesting to see how that how relevant that is in twenty right. years. Yeah, that's true. Because maybe there will be no interest at all to even have a gallery because, you know, people don't, they'll never come to it. They just want to buy it online. But Right. Yeah, just I have know. a digital. I've actually sold just the digital file. Oh, yeah. People are like, hey, I just want this photo, but I don't want it printed. Can yeah. You just sell me the digital, which is sometimes hard to price. It, it is. And, you know, I finally got a price structure set up for like, um, they basically have to go through and answer a question, a questionnaire and validate what they're going to use it for. You know, is oh. it, is it local? Is it state or local advertising? Okay. This is the rate. Is it a nationwide oh, so you advertisement? Oh, do quite a bit of digital yeah. sales. Is it international? Um, 
um, licensing and then it, you know, it escalates. Cause if it's, you know, like Kane County tourism wanting to use some images for a brochure, I'm not going to charge them $5,000. Right. Right. You know, but if it's a larger full scale company that wants to use it's Apple. Yeah. Yeah. And they pretty much told me how much they're paying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you escalate it as it gets bigger for what they're going to use it for, you know, yeah. because, um, and then honestly, like individuals will want to license images, but I just don't do that because, a business you can hold accountable, but an individual, it'd be hard to say, well, hey, you printed that 600 times oh. and made money off of it. So usually I only like, I don't license to individuals typically just for that reason, because I mean, right. they can just right click it off the computer and save it and that's it true. print it as an eight by 10 if they wanted to, you know what I mean? That's true. So, but if a business uses your image, then you could technically go after them, you know? That's a good point. Have you ever had to go after anybody? Um, I've, <laughs> I've sent a few letters. Yeah. Really? That, and, um, I actually learned something from another local photographer here, Dave Becker. I don't even think he's on uh, Instagram, but he would send bills. Really? Because I asked him, like, what do I do with this this company? They're using my images, and you know, they even have my watermark on. He's like, send him a bill. Just invoice him. Yeah. So I invoiced two hundred fifty bucks, and they sent me a check. No you know, way. With a little letter, hey, you know, this is you're using my your my, these images are copyrighted. You're using it, um, and here's my typical rate, and they they paid it. So, oh no way, that's yeah. cool. Which I mean, that's pretty Dude. rare occurrence, but yeah. It's, it's theft, you know, that's like yeah. going to the back of a plumber's truck and stealing his wrench, you know, stealing his wrench or something like that. Uh, whatever so. kind of plumber tools. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> First tool that came to mind. Yeah. So uh, are you pretty, are you pretty happy with your job now? Like you're pretty just it, it, comfortable it, in your fire it, job? It has its days where it's like, you know, good days and bad days, like, like yeah. anything else. That's, there's, there's, I don't think it's healthy to be happy every day of your life. I mean happiness is perception but there's more stressful days and there's happier days if that makes sense you know yeah, I mean, but I overall a, I, life is good you know yeah like you got to experience sadness in order to really appreciate the exactly. good days i guess yeah yeah is that what kind of what you mean yeah basically you know yeah. you have bad days at work and you know bad calls and bad interactions or you know you woke up on the wrong side of the bed and you have days like today they're yeah. just they're great days you know have you mixed your work at all like fire and photos have you done any photo work for the fire department so yeah we bought that um that new ladder truck's like a million dollars and yeah. uh we just got it in and um the pine valley just snowed and the chief was like we, we need to get a good picture of this so we went up to well, you can't even take this picture anymore because they built buildings there but um we had red rock so it was pine valley mountain and um, the red rocks in the background and then i used a 600 millimeter lens Oh, nice. So the ladder truck was all deployed and in the background. You can see the red cliffs and the snow on the mountain. Oh, I saw that photo. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. And that, I love that's, that. that's kind of the only time I mean, I used to do it all the time. I used to bring my camera on calls and, you know, take pictures at work, but I, I really should, but I just don't. It's kind of like totally separate when I'm doing yeah. that. I'm doing that when I'm doing this, I'm doing this. You Have know you ever I mean? run into like, I guess like legal issues though, like with taking pictures on calls. Cause throughout the Academy, when I was working for you, for you guys, yeah, it was always like, don't take pictures on calls ever. Yeah. If you that's, do, it can be, yeah, that's the issue. And you know, we've done different legal trainings and stuff like that. But basically if you take a picture on scene, it, it, it's, it could potentially it's be, not only is that picture evidence, but every, that device that you took it with is evidence. And if oh, you yeah. deleted anything in that, it is tampering with evidence. <laughs> so that's what I'm done taking pictures with the exception of, you know, department, um, trainings a, a, and... official equipment, you know what oh, I mean? Okay. And then it stays at the department. So do you ever get any good photos though on calls, like fire calls? Not, not really. Um, cause you're working you're too, at the yeah, same time. And it, you just kind of feel guilty. It's like, uh, you know, what's he doing? Taking pictures. He Why is be... chief got his camera? Out, yeah. He? Yeah, exactly. So where's his radio? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I usually don't mix the two, but you yeah. know, 
yeah, there, there's, I mean, there's been some good opportunities to get pictures, but you know, something else needed to be done at that time. Right. Or, you know, you wouldn't want anybody to get hurt or injured because you were yeah. taking a picture, you know? Well, you can always mix fire with photography. You can do oh. the fireman calendar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm going to try that one of these years. <laughs> so funny. I bet you, I mean, you could do it as a joke, but I bet you it would sell really oh, I, well. I think so too. And like, you could put your own spin on it. You know, like you don't have to do like shirtless fireman, yeah. although you could do like a, a couple months in there just for fun. But yeah. Just do something different, you know? See, and we actually, um, I can't remember if it was the Burn Center. It was some organization that approached us and actually wanted to do that as a fundraiser. Yeah. And we were all down with it. But then for one reason or another, it fell through. But, you know, I, I think that'd be awesome as like a fundraising yeah. effort, you know, for like the Burn Center, for like primary children's or something mm-hmm. like that. I think that'd be pretty cool. To it would do. be really cool. And it would be like helpful. You yeah, know? I think people would buy it just for what it is, the fundraiser. You yeah, know? the charity. Not necessarily the, the firefighters. Are yeah. <laughs> Although I'm sure people would enjoy that too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. When I was working for Lehigh, um, they, it wasn't ever for charity, but they wanted all of the full-time personnel everybody to have like really nice professional headshots yeah in their class a's so they asked me to do it i never ended up doing it. i quit yeah before, <laughs> i'll before, show you yeah before i got around <laughs> to it but yeah they they wanted me that they, they knew that i was pretty heavy on social yeah. media and they were too i don't know how much you knew about lehigh yeah a little bit but they were pretty heavy on social media and like public transparency and they had these things called like sunday workout with a firefighter yeah and people could just the public could come to the fire station and like throw some hose and just like oh, wow. lift ladders and oh, just work cool. out i mean there was like you had to be really careful with like liability issues oh and stuff. big time yeah i can just see a ladder falling out on someone's yeah, head or something yeah, yeah for sure so they stopped doing too much with ladders and just being really careful with people yeah so they asked me to do like i was going to be the designated social media Oh, got managed their social manager, media pages. yeah, yeah. Because they had like a Facebook page, they had a Instagram page, and yeah. the, the chief, um, chief, oh shoot, what was his name? Jeremy, I remember his first name, but <laughs> yeah, he was really into craft, uh, chief craft. He was really yeah. into um, just yeah, social media, yeah, public relations, and public relations. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, that's the term <laughs> we use. In the the fire <laughs> <laughs> public relations is how it's called. Yeah, Fighter Club. <laughs> So yeah, I mean it was it was pretty cool just kind of getting to mix that a little bit. Oh, absolutely. And they yeah. would there was a couple guys that would do just like fun little fireman things like post yeah. their trainings, post little just like the brotherhood at the fire station. It was pretty cool. Well, and, and not only does that show the public what's going on, but it's also a recruitment tool because you know yeah. other people see what's going on in that department and you know they kind of like yeah they kind of like it. You know, it gives some some backdrop to it. I guess they would you know? do some recruit recruiting videos too. Like they would say. Hey, we're hiring ten new guys. Oh, you know, I think I, I think I do remember that. Um, That's the video I saw when I applied. Yeah, and I think I remember seeing that uh, floating around. It had like tens of thousands of views. Yeah, or tons like of that. views, yeah, yeah. Because it was like there. That was how they, how they recruited recruited people. Yeah. yeah, and like I don't know if you remember the like the mannequin challenge that was going around for a while. I think so. It's like a social but... media stunt where people would just like hold really still and they their oh, friends would film them or whatever. Yeah, yep. I yes do remember that. Lehigh did that. Like they, they did it around their, their dinner table and they had, yeah. Yeah. But it was like a, it was like an educational training video. Yeah. Gotcha. And like when people, when the whole Tide Pod thing was going around when people were like eating Tide Pods, yeah, people were dying from that. And so the, the <laughs> department did, I think they were going to do like some kind of an educational don't eat Tide Pod kind of a funny yeah. video. I don't know if they ever did, but yeah, it was just like how that station was, how the yeah. department was. Yeah, that's cool. I th- I think social media is a powerful tool for educating and you know 
public safety and stuff like that. And I think yeah, departments as, as these younger guys are getting hired because, you know, in general, the fire services, you know, you've got a lot of guys in their thirties and forties and then you get, you know, people, younger people like you coming up with all these ideas and it's like, yeah. it's, it's going to transition and change as far as, you know, how yeah. education and PR works and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. But you got to be careful because I've seen some bad examples. You can get in big trouble. Yes. That's, yeah. I think that's why they didn't, didn't do the Tide Pod one because they're like, okay. Yeah, who in our community <laughs> has suffered careful. significant injury from ingesting, you know, you're exactly, going yeah. to insult somebody or. Yeah. But it's kind of funny, like how fire departments are versus police departments, you know, I mean. Mm-hmm someone's house burns down and they still call you a hero and thank you for coming out. But then, you know, an officer comes and saves your life doing something else and they, they still disrespect him. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird. I'm yeah. I've always tried to figure that out that, you know, you literally, we got there and their house burned down we tried to put it out, but we couldn't. And then we're still, you know, they still guy. give us cookies. Yeah. But then, yeah, you know, the we're like department. the only, we're the only government agency that can like come over to your house, <laughs> un, unintroduced, like, uninvited cut holes in your roof and mm-hmm. kick your door down and still be hey great job guys. it's still like yeah be like this still give us cookies yeah. and like they love us yep yeah not is. even the cia can do that i know yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's crazy crazy for sure yeah well i don't want to take up too much of your time i know you're on duty and you're busy you probably got stuff to do um yeah the but... jazz are on tonight aren't they oh never mind they <laughs> lost <laughs> did they <laughs> oh. Um, but is there anything else that you want to say? Like w- one thing that I, I love that you told me back in the day was like you told, and it was a quote I think you read to me was something like small minds discuss people. Like what was that quote? I love that. I think that'd be a great people. Something to leave. Great table. minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events and small minds discuss other people. Still got it. It's just buried behind papers there. I love that. But no, I, I still have that in my phone. I still have that etched and it's just, and those are the only people I hang out with. I don't, you know, yeah. I don't like to gossip and I don't like to talk about other, I mean, we talk about other people, you know, we talk about Chris Burkhart, but we're talking right. It's like to, in, in a positive manner, but yeah, to inspire ideas. Yeah, if exactly. And if we're, you know, talking bad about people, that's so counterproductive. Right. And it just, that drives me insane. And, and I, I, I'm not going to attribute a lot of success to it, but if you don't spend your time doing that, instead you spend time building people up or talking about ideas and you know how you're going to accomplish things it's like mm-hmm. you're going to be successful but yeah because you see those people that that's all they do is they talk bad about other people and where are they they're yeah they're just meandering through life and they're so focused on what other people are doing that it's easier to discuss other people absolutely it's an easy thing to yeah. do and it just you know it's, i love stuff like this because we're talking about ideas and ambitions and yeah you know, life and I, yeah. I, I feed off of stuff like this, but like if we were, if this was like a, Hey, let's talk bad about sports, yeah. you know, yeah. um, sports players or something. It's, I'm not into that stuff. Yeah. Man. I mean, I know that, I, I don't know if that was like your quote. No, I, I don't even know where I found it. Or I, I think I found it like several years yeah, ago. Yeah. Cause I've seen it on Pinterest and stuff. Oh, since yeah. then, but the first time I ever heard it was from you. Yeah. And I've based a lot of my career off that. Just yeah, like awesome. discussing so I ideas. Am an, I am an influencer. I can, yeah. Hold on. I got to change my Instagram. <laughs> just kidding <laughs> no i mean yeah that's yeah. it's funny how you you draw inspiration and um i don't know from other people because I've, I've had those people in my life that helped guide me or gave me direction and i think you need that everybody needs that to yeah. either correct your path or you know get you steering that way you know in a, in a positive way and i think you need to hover around those people or stay close to those people you know yeah um, because they're going to they have your interest in mind where they're not setting you up for failure, you know, but right. 
I don't know. I've tried to live off of that, and I think you know that's why I'll be forty-three years old and, and retired. <laughs> drinking coffee on the back porch on the morning so when great. everyone's heading to work. But you know, I mean, well, in five good. years, five six years, I'll call you and make sure you have your Sprinter van. Yeah, and we'll go. We'll go to Great Basin again. And Dude, we'll, I I, we'll sleep I, I will tell you, man. I will tell you hands down. That was one of my favorite trips that I can in the last Dude, few years. That was so fun. That sunset was incredible. Absolutely. And just plus, like, just I don't know. I feel like you and I got along real well. And oh, just, absolutely, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was sleeping, a good trip. In the, sleeping in the back of your forerunner. <laughs> Lightning storm all <laughs> That was insane. Like I, I I never have really been that scared to be struck by lightning. Yeah, before. and that I, of all the places you don't want to be, that was probably the eleven thousand feet. Didn't want to be. And then we had to climb up and over that mountain ridge to get back and gosh. But that was that's part of the Yeah. You know, and even though those images that I captured they don't sell, they're not that popular, they don't get that many likes, but man, that trip was so much it fun. Was awesome. You know, and I'd that, love to do that again. When I look at my collection of images, that's what I, that's what it means to me is the memories that came along with those images and not like yeah. the images themselves, if that makes sense. So, yeah. you know, like that image right there, it's like super, super popular. Is that the one you sold to National Geographic? Yeah. So it's been licensed. Um, I love that. Them before. What's and, that printed on? Uh, that's metal. That looks really good. Yeah. Kind of a liquidy, liquid look to it. Yeah. Those are pretty popular. Yeah, but you know, cool. I mean, it's like that's an awesome image. But I just that a double rainbow, very similar scene to what me and you experienced at Great Basin. You know, like just the memory, life, life or death, almost like lightning all around. Dude, you, you gotta know? get another, just get a metal one printed over here of the of that what is that, that bristlecone pine oh, tree? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, that was so cool. And I love I love places like that because nobody goes there. I mean, you were probably we're the only one there, in, only people there for yeah, maybe a few weeks, a few months, maybe who knows? Yeah. I mean, and that's that's what I've been focused on going is places like that where you're not standing at the bridge at Zion or you're not at Angel's Landing standing in line. You know, I just oh my gosh, I know you enjoy stuff like that because you're a people person, but it's like I well I cringe with places like that and how popular things. Have I gotten, don't you know? love it. Like I, I go there because I want to get the shots and whatever, and I really try to put my own perspective on the image. Yeah, but I don't enjoy like going to a crowded location where I'm standing in line to get a picture. That's yeah. not my like. Great Basin is my idea of a good time. Oh, absolutely. Like going out there, just being the only one. And, you know, you're scared and you're afraid you're going to get struck by lightning. Yeah, but like, if you get struck, you're going to die because no one's coming for you. <laughs> yeah, but it's super fun. Absolutely. But like, you know, Gunlock is overflowing right now, the, oh, the dam. Hundreds of people. And I went there just because I wanted to see it. Yeah. It's like a freaking zoo. Like, it just is. tons of people. I'm like, Yeah. And someone slipped and fun. fell there today and broke their leg, which I think is the oh, first. Really? I think that was the first injury since it's going over, which surprised me because... Last time it did it in 2012, someone died there, so they closed it. Really? Yeah. Is that your guys' jurisdiction? No, so that'd be Ivan's. Oh, outside. But uh, yeah, it's crazy. I was just like I've been out there. I've been out there a few times for sunrise, and it's not as bad. But yeah, you get a holiday weekend like Easter weekend. I heard was just absolutely insane. Yeah, people. And it, now it's getting it warm enough that people can go swim in there. And yeah, people were swimming. And now they're flowing. Yesterday. It's getting more dangerous because that's getting warmer and more snow is melting. And it's, oh yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's like places like that are beautiful. And that's, you know, the last time that f- went over, Instagram really didn't exist. That's what's crazy. Oh, yeah, that's you know? a good point. So that's why you go to look at history. It's like that's kind of gives you perspective. That's crazy. It's been that long since it's yeah. overflowed. It's insane. But, you know, those wow. places are once in a lifetime. So I'm going to go there. That's why know? I went, even though it was overcrowded. Circus, like, yeah. whatever. I'll just go and look at it. And I got a couple cool pictures, but I'm not going to go back. Yeah. Yeah. It's a overrated by now <laughs> yeah i'd rather go to like i don't know I, I think somewhere that i really want to go right now is denmark like i really oh, want to shoot okay. denmark yeah and well germany is number one on my list i want to shoot some castles yeah oh that'd be cool yeah go to like switzerland and 
I've heard Norway is pretty amazing. Yeah. But and you you went to Iceland, didn't you? Yeah, I went to Iceland, and that was it was like it's super popular now. Oh, Everybody yeah. wants every, to go to Iceland. Every photographer goes there. Yeah, absolutely. and I went in 2017, in the beginning of 2017, before it was like yeah. too popular. And now it's just and it there was nobody crazy. there when yeah. I was there. I mean, there you know at the tourist spots there were. Yeah. But we drove the whole perimeter, and yeah, there was. I have never felt so secluded in my yeah, life. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's and now crazy. it's, you know, I mean, and I just, I don't desire to go to those places because yeah. of that. And that's, I think that's another thing that dictates the future is like, I may want to go out and travel, but it's like, well, every, say everybody and their dog has a yeah. Mercedes Sprinter and they're out, you know, <laughs> it, it becomes a, you know, cliche totally, yeah, you know, kind of like that's the, true. I mean, you see the images on Instagram, you know. But if it's like your ambition, like who cares? Like if you're doing what you love, yeah, like whatever, true. like it's it's too impossible to be a trendsetter anymore there's just oh, too many people doing everything absolutely yeah so you just have to if it's what you want to do if you're passionate about it just do it and make it your own yeah yeah absolutely but, so anyway well, well where cool, do you man. want people to follow you um instagram preferably because <laughs> okay. if they follow me on facebook they're never going to see me <laughs> what's your instagram yeah. handle um at rj hooper photo rj hooper photo yeah nice man Okay. Well, it's been a pleasure, man. Thanks for yeah, having me. Yeah, thanks so much for sitting down. I appreciate you letting me come to your work. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I wish you were wearing your fire helmet for the video. <laughs> I have one of those little plastic ones. <laughs> yeah, let's just put it on. All right, cool. Thanks okay, so much. Thanks, man. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed yourself and want to know how you can support this podcast, the best way to do so is by subscribing. And I would greatly appreciate a subscribe. And if you would tell a friend about this podcast and maybe your favorite episode. You are also more than welcome to leave a rating and a review on iTunes, which helps the podcast become more easily discoverable for more people. You can also go to anchor.fm slash ambitious slash support. That's ambitious with two M's. And you can give a monthly donation as low as $1. Support from you helps me to interview more people from different places and keep providing you with content that's delicious for your ears. Also, be sure to check the show notes for this episode for any additional information. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. It was so great to be in your ear holes. And I love you. And I'll talk to you in the next one.